You're listening to Crystal and Emily on Love Your Shelf, the best librarian podcast in the extensive and highly competitive field of librarian podcasts. Hello. Hello. It's Friday again. Woo woo. And this is a big Friday because (laughs) we are kicking off summer reading. Oh my goodness. For those of you who are, are don't know, although most of you probably do, summer is the big time for libraries, public libraries. Oh, yeah. Well, well, any time that everybody else is on vacation, mm-hmm. that's when it's our big time. We're buckling down. Our yeah. time to shine. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's when everybody has time to do fun stuff, yeah. and they also want to keep their kids engaged in reading, and so that's where we come in. Yeah. So tomorrow is our big kickoff and party, and then it's just hold on to your hat until August. <laughs> It'll be here before we know it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if we are sound bedraggled <laughs> after today. <laughs> Forgive us. Yes. We're just worn to the bone. Forgive your sleepy librarians. <laughs> Especially on a Friday afternoon. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No. No. We, it's it's a lot of fun. So. Yeah. Yeah. And we're very glad to be getting back in person and doing our regularly scheduled programs. Yes. Yeah. So, that being said, we're not going to have a marathon um, mm-hmm. <laughs> podcast today. It's probably going to be held pretty short um, because we have an event tonight, um, actually the pre-kickoff event, uh, Bad Art Night. So Yeah, the legendary Bad Art Night. Yes, yes. <laughs> we love it. We love the people that come and love it, and it's it's always a lot of fun. There was a a kid who uh, was in my the children's section yesterday, and I don't know, he's maybe ten years old, and he saw all of the supplies sitting out and asked what it was for. And I said, "We're having a program tomorrow. It's called Bad Art Night." And I was then trying. He did not get it. I was trying to explain <laughs> the like you're trying to make something and I was like it's not it's not about making it you know purposely bad or good it's just mm-hmm. the creative process and he just kind of blankly stared back probably at me. because kids are kind of just do that mostly. exactly I know it's that's adults. what I thought about adults yes. need the free reign to exactly try you know not try to make it pretty yes. and good yes and just have fun with it yep so that's usually what we get we yep. get <laughs> lots of funny stuff um so we're looking forward to that but we are gonna have to speed up the podcast time today. <laughs> um, so I just, in fact, because we've been busy, I haven't um, read that many things. And the stuff that I have read has been um, pretty fast-paced nice books and yep. short books. So um, we'll kind of set the tone with that today. And the first one I want to mention is The Final Girl Support Group by Grady Hendrix. I've never read him before, but um, he also has another book that I will mention later, um, that I just started Mm -hmm. and it's, it's a kind of a unique tone. So I've talked about the final girl before in horror movies. We, in the the other um, book that I've read that, um, is about a final girl. And there's like this, it's not just from these two books, obviously this is something (laughs) that other people talk about, um, that there is sort of a, a canon of things that make up Mm -hmm. the final girls. And (laughs) so, um, and they, draw really heavily from late 70s through the early 90s horror slasher type movies um you know like your halloween i immediately think freddy krueger 
Right. Yeah. And yeah, so all of those, there's always like one, you know, good girl mm-hmm. who sticks mm-hmm. it out at the end, kills the bad guy, mm-hmm. but then the trope is that he comes back yes. or somebody yes. else comes back mm-hmm. in his place or whatever. And so by the time you get to the 90s and you've got uh, Scream, which right. is a parody of all of those, mm-hmm. um, then, you know, it's, it starts to kind of break down a little bit. You right. don't have that as much. Right. But, so in this book, it begins with an actual support group mm-hmm. for final girls <gasps> oh. from the 70s and 80s. Oh, my gosh. And now they're, like, middle-aged. I love this. They all have different ways that they've dealt with their trauma or not dealt with their oh, trauma. Oh, my goodness, yeah. <laughs> and, and some of them, and they actually, so the way that it, the book sets it up is that um, all of these, like, horror movies, like, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and stuff. Yeah. That they're actually based on these women's real lives. And then the these horror movies right. sort of took off on those. And, and some of them were able to benefit from their stories mm-hmm. being remade. Mm-hmm. Some of them weren't. But they're all in this support group. Oh, my gosh. What an idea. It's, I love this idea. It, yeah. It's, it's very funny. And if you're into movies if you're into pop culture Mm -hmm. it's going to be right up your alley because it's just hitting on all of those things um and it has this sort of Mm tongue-in-cheek tone Mm -hmm. but then it picks up pace and it's like one of them and this is not giving anything away happens really early um one of them (gasps) gets killed and so they're all like the unkillable right they're the ones who keep coming back over and over and so the instant that they get the news they're in sport group when they get the news Uh that one of them has is missing they scatter and they (gasps) all deal with their like you know oh my goodness how they're gonna handle and how many girls did you say i want six okay okay cool and so and they're women at this point so there's also this like (laughs) you know play on um, it actually takes into consideration and questions mm-hmm. a lot of um, how real women would react in these situations. So like the psychological yeah. aspects of it, which is never dealt with yeah. in those movies. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, good, yeah, yeah. good day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so it, it it ultimately, as it goes through all of this, it calls into question the this ease with which murder are, women are fed into this mm-hmm. entertainment murder machine right and um we we don't ever in movies get the like real internal monologue of the final girl mm-hmm. and so this whole book is told from the first person perspective of one of them cool. and so you really get like <clears throat> her take on everything mm-hmm. and and how you know, like actually living through something like that. Right. Where you, you know, all of your friends are murdered. Yes. And then you have to kill somebody at the end of it. But then it's like, okay, how do you go on with your life? It makes me think of any superhero movie when Mm -hmm. the city is destroyed. And I'm constantly thinking there were people in that building. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I feel like, you know, with something like that, the idea would be like, how does the city of New York cope after... Right, after it's leveled. After, yeah, Yeah. the Avengers have torn your city (laughs) apart. (laughs) Exactly. And so you get all of this, like, fear and doubt and misgivings and guilt you know mm-hmm. the survivor guilt yes and so it, it takes a funny and like you know quirky look at this as a as a concept but then it really delves into 
why is society doing this? Why is this okay to have women just being the fodder for these yes. killers? Oh and, my gosh. This and is so. like everything I love put together. <laughs> I just <laughs> And it's a really fast paced like cool. it jumps right into the action and you would just hold on until the end of it. Oh my gosh. I might have to snatch it. Yes. You that should. sounds great. Um so here's a quote. I think um I'm every girl who's ever run from a man with a weapon, who's ever run through a space she thought was safe. Mm. And so it really, you know, yeah. stops you yes. short and says, hey, wait, you know, why is this, is this something that we find amusing yes. or, um, you know, just like popcorn entertainment? Yes. It also really criticizes um, horror fans, mm-hmm. especially male ones, mm-hmm. you know, that... <laughs> Um, that just consume all of this stuff. Right. And, and even true crime fans, it kind of... Yes, Because I, they're putting this in the context that it's supposed to be, like, true crime. Yes. And that people, you know, collect items from real murders right. and crazy no, stuff. I, I, it's... Yeah, it's something I, I've weirdly been thinking about a lot. I don't know what sparked it, but... Um, yeah, I that's another podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. So um so after I read that I was like, okay, what else does this guy have? Um and so the recent one is mm-hmm. um so the final girl support group is the newest, but he just had one that came out like a year ago. Okay. Called The Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires. Ugh, love his title. Right. And so this one is it's again it, it kind of ha- reminds me tone wise of Charlene Harris which is n- although he's a little more um a little more humorous i think okay but just the kind of like you know is there's the southern aspect of it and but then there's also this um you know kind of i think all like southern um fantasy mm-hmm. is kind of wrapped up in this like Southerners are quirky and funny and weird and, you know, and so yes. there's, there, you can't really, can't take it too seriously yeah, or make it too, it's, too, too black, dark, even though a lot of it It's very, oh, how cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so in this one, it's, the main character is a, as a, like, suburban mom who's moved to this southern uh, town and gets like invited to join a book club or she goes she seeks out a book club mm-hmm. because she wants to fit in and mm-hmm. and she's tired like she wants to hang out with adults because she's you know all she does is hang out with her kids right and um but then she doesn't have time to read the first book <laughs> and so <in> the beginning, <laughs> she's like, which is oh i can't think of what it is they're it's very highfalutin that they're only reading like the world's classics the greatest oh classics. gosh so she doesn't get to read it right and she goes, and she's been chosen since she's new to be the leader of the discussion. Why would it's you mean. do that? It's mean. It's so rude. And so, but the <laughs> woman who runs this book club is a mean lady. So, Ugh. she just um, she gets there, and it becomes pretty clear that, that she has she, not read this oh book. Oh my gosh, this is such a stressful situation. I know. I almost <laughs> put it down. I said, I I cannot. I can feel like my own face growing hot mm-hmm. in this situation. <laughs> it's a nightmare. <laughs> And so, uh, but 
as she's kind of saying these really vague things, mm-hmm. all the other women, except for the one leader lady, um, they're all nodding very vigorously. Uh-huh. And it comes out none of them read the book because oh my gosh. it's this terrible book. Oh, my gosh. It's not terrible, but, but it's something it, one of these. Everyone, it's a tome. Yes, that, you yes. Know, you just, if you don't have the time, you know. Yes, yeah. And so they all, like, as they leave this, you know, failure of a book club party, mm-hmm. um, some of them, like, get together and one of them says, here, I've got the book that we need to read mm-hmm. and it's a trashy, you know. There we go. Romance. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So I have not finished that one, but. Oh my gosh. But I like where it's going. I think yeah. that's cool. Yeah. It's yeah. in, like I, like I said, I was kind of in the mood for not heavy mm-hmm. and something I could read quickly mm-hmm. because I didn't have a lot of time. So, um, both of those. Cool. Totally worth it. And then another one that I think is just coming out this year mm-hmm. or that or soon and I get drawn to these books mm-hmm. it's like it's like they're made for book lovers librarians whatever the department of rare books and special collections by Eva Jurchik oh my gosh um and it's just like the really popular ones lately have been the mm-hmm. invisible library and the giver of stars mm-hmm. and you know these books that are just they're just I don't know they're pandering to mm-hmm. bookstore junkies. Right, 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 right. And so I'll read it. I don't know how good it's going to be. But okay. so far, it, it, it so, seems pretty interesting. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I wasn't as, as pulled Real into then. the story as, right. as I was for the others. But right. I will give it a chance. Cool. Mostly because I know everybody else I know is going to re- read this book sometime this year. Yeah, you, know? you don't want to be like the woman in the book club. No, <laughs> I was that I was that woman for a little while with um, the Invisible Library, and I'm like, okay, no, I got to get into. This. I felt like uh, oh god, oh into the beautiful North when we did NEA. Mm. I it took me a long time. It was like toward the end of the big read that I finally finished it. <laughs> so I felt like I was kind of doing that the whole mm-hmm. month of October. Oh, you know, in the first page, remember that's the best yes, part. The very that's my favorite. That's my favorite quote is the first <laughs> sentence. <laughs> we all learn how to how to yeah. get through those yeah. times for sure. <laughs> so, that's pretty much what I've um been reading, but something and I do this all, all the time. I make notes when I'm reading and something about what I was reading reminded me of the book Watchers by Dean Koontz, yes. which is from 30-something oh, years ago, I mm-hmm. think. Um, it's a really good book. Yeah. And it got me hooked on. It was the first book I'd read by Dean Koontz, and I was a teenager. Got me hooked on Dean Koontz until I was in college when I just couldn't handle the darkness anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good call. And mm-hmm. um, there's a movie and a sequel. Cool. And it is, if, if, I, if I describe the plot to you, yeah. you're going to be like, no, no, because it sounds Why? like a cheesy eighties, oh. eighties <laughs> plot. You know, it's it just. But the writing. You no, know I'll eat it up though. <laughs> the writing and the characters, like the the character, uh, the main character and his dog, it turns out, just steal the show, and and you are pulling for the for them so hard, and it's like a it's like a you know. Benji level mm-hmm. or um oh what's the the um old yeller oh but set in a horror movie oh my you know, goodness where you've got this like super intelligent mm-hmm. golden lab or retriever mm-hmm. and this guy finds this dog 
and then they bond, and then wacky hijinks. <laughs> I don't want to say it's Sue, but wacky hijinks makes it sound funny. It's not. It's right. like crazy, um, crazy hijinks, government crazy hijinks, genetically <laughs> modified hijinks. Oh, oh, that kind of hijinks. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I. vaguely recall maybe I was writing this down so that I'll go back and watch these if that's the case Uh I'll explain later why I went into this but excellent um but there is a movie and I I vaguely recall seeing it but but the I have vivid like sensory impressions of when I read it right and I read it several times I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure and so um but sadly for me no other Dean Koontz book ever 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 reached Ah. that and so that was my my first one, and really the only one. Okay. And I read a lot of other ones, but mm-hmm. um, mostly like in the nineties. Yeah. Haven't kept up with them after that. But if any of you are Watchers fans out there, I want to know about it because <laughs> it's really good. So then I kind of um, got hooked on the on the I don't know if it's horror or. I've been going down this road a lot lately. I is don't it know. Getting ready for summer reading? Are you? <laughs> <laughs> is this my cry for help? Are you okay? Nobody, yeah. <laughs> Nobody's reaching out to help me. I was going to say I should have been paying attention. <laughs> but um, no, actually, it was I don't know something Amazon recommended to me. Uh-huh. So I said, "Sure, Amazon. You know me better than anybody." <laughs> Amazon's like, "We know you're dark." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, this is all you're getting from us from now on. Nothing else exists. But there's a new series. All the episodes, 10 episodes, are on Amazon. It's called Panic. Okay. And it's based on a YA book from a couple of years ago by Lauren Oliver. And in the uh, show, it's based or it's um, set in this town called Carp, Texas. Um, Cute. Yeah. And so after (laughs) after I started, I watched like half of the first episode. And when I saw that it was based on a book, mm-hmm. um, I picked up the book and started oh, okay. reading it. Yeah. And so it, there's some inexplicable changes to it. And I always the book, wonder... The book versus the show. Yeah, based mm. on... I always wonder why those particular choices are made. And I, I understand, you know, st- you know, sometimes you need... There's too many characters in a book or something. Yes. Sometimes it's clear. Mm-hmm. Other times, I'm just like, someone thought this was... Some creative genius idea. Yeah. Yeah. And so, for example, in the first episode, it's there in Carp, Texas. It's mm-hmm. supposed to be, you know, it's an, a fictional small town. But I'm noticing really quickly, none of them sound like they have a Texas accent. Oh. And so, you know, I, I just gave me pause because I... This one girl, like, sounded, like, really East Coast, and they're supposed to have been in this small town yeah. for their whole lives, and yeah. I'm sorry, but I'm from a small town in Texas, yep. and I know how they sound. Garrison, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so, it made me stop the yeah, show. sure. Halfway through the first episode, and I read the book, and in the book, it's Carp, New York. It's a small town, Come but on. it's in New York. And so, I then I thought, okay, if you're going to... Make this whole change, mm-hmm. who knows why, mm-hmm. to make it in Texas. But then none of them sound like that. Why did you make the make that choice? Right. Well, I don't know. Is it like trying to make it more glamorous in some way? Like, I mean, I know they're not like in New York City, but just, I don't know. Like, is no. East Coast more... 
worldly or something. Yeah, small yeah. Town. I don't know. I, it, it didn't otherwise seem. Because yeah. if anyway. that's the case, that bugs me. Yeah. Because I do love a small town setting. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I immediately thought of The Leftovers. Because that's a small town. In, or uh-huh. they go to, anyway. It's a, it's a small town. Small town. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, I don't know why they made that choice. And there were some other characters that are not in the book, or that are in the book that are not in the show, which I get. Because there's, there are a lot. Yeah. And so, the conceit is that um, in this small town, the sen- graduating seniors every mm-hmm. year, after they graduate from high school, they have the option. They're not forced or anything, but they have to play this game called Panic. Okay, I watched the trailer mm, for this. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's just, I'm terrible with remembering titles. I do this all the time. With I know. You. <laughs> I, so do I. I don't, I can never remember the names or anything. That's why I have to write it down. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, this game is kind of like, not a, people have made the, the comparison to Hunger Games. It's not like that. It's, it's that these kids, like through their high school career, mm-hmm. they are charged by a dollar a day, and then all of this money goes into one big pot, uh-huh. and then they all fight, or they or have the option this, to. They yeah, all play this yeah. game to get that money. Okay. And so in this case, it's fifty thousand uh-huh. dollars. And so you know, we're talking about some small town kids that otherwise would never leave their small town. Sure, you know? sure. And so they all have different reasons for wanting to play, mm-hmm. and I think. In the show, twenty three of them decide that they're going to okay. do it. And there's are a, you penalized if you don't participate, or it's just a choice? It's just a choice. Do you want yeah. what will you do for this money? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so there's like this one big night where it's like, okay, if you want to do it, you have to come. You jump off this cliff into a lake, and that's their kickoff. That's off. your kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Little <laughs> did you know, that's what we have planned for all the kids tomorrow. You think it's a bounce house. Yeah, no. There's a cliff involved. <laughs> no, there's not. No, definitely not. Not jumping off the roof or anything else. <laughs> but um, if there was $50,000 involved, hey, I may... I might jump off the roof. <laughs> People are going to worry about us after this. I know, my gosh. We're, we're really fine. We're, we're fine. We're, we're, we're fine. Don't worry. But um, I've said that so many times. <laughs> I'm also not convincing. Oh, <laughs> the sorry. harder I try, the worse it gets. <laughs> All right, continue. Sorry. So, anyway, so it starts out, and I'm, I'm like I said, I watched the first half, half of it, and I thought, oh, okay, I don't know about this. Let me right. look at this book. And the book at least made me want to, you know, look at the show again. Cool. And um, as it gets, as it goes on, it does. It turns into a mystery because they don't know who the judges are of mm-hmm. this game. They mm-hmm. don't know Ooh, who like is. That. Yeah. And so the tone of it also changes. At first it's, it comes across as, you know, a little bit like cornball teen movie. Sure. You know? Yeah, that was extra kind of, yeah. Extra teen drama yes. or whatever. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not about, I, I can't get worked can't up relate. about teen drama. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I can about, you know, like, I don't know, jumping off a cliff for $50,000. Right. I can, I can get myself in that mindset. But, but yeah, no, real team problems are not. <laughs> no. Not interested. Mm-hmm. But um, but it, it does, it, it changes, and things do become more mysterious. And and um, it's not the best thing I've ever watched. But I watched the whole 10 episodes, and I would recommend it, especially cool. for people who 
you know, have maybe picked up some of those other, you know, if you're, of course, from my era, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right, kind of, yeah, but no, cool. You know, um, it's kind of that. It's not it's not sci fi in that in that way. It's, right, it's more right, like right. grounded in in reality. But yeah, still. Well, you don't I really know. wasn't sure. Based on the trailer, I wasn't sure. I was wondering if it was a little too teenagery, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so, but yeah. um, but hey, I'm not against, I'm not against that if it's entertaining. So I'm glad to hear you say that. Yeah. Yeah, and there's like the the parents level too. So right, there's right. there's the okay. other adults in town. It's not only about the kids. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, there's that. And then I watched a really great short limited series on Netflix documentary called High on the Hog: mm-hmm. How African American Cuisine Transformed America. Hmm. It is so well done oh. and it starts from the earliest um, you know, slaves brought into this country mm-hmm. and the, the culture that they brought with them mm-hmm. and then the person who is um the i don't know the the presenter of the show mm-hmm. um he's a food writer as well and he goes to these places like north carolina mm-hmm. ends up in texas and talks about juneteenth and oh i think my sister's boyfriend was watching this i was visiting them last week and i, th- I think he had it on it looked really cool it is really really yeah, really good yeah I, I um I can't I can't exclaim enough cool, over it. Cool. It's based on a book mm-hmm. uh, by it's also called High on the Hog, but the subtitle is different mm-hmm. uh, by Jessica B. Harris. Mm-hmm. And in each place that he goes, the presenter goes. Um, Stephen Satterwhite is his name. Mm-hmm. He um meets with people who are um m- like either maintaining or developing the culture. Yeah, that especially related to food in that region or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So he, in the Carolinas, he um, talks to uh, chefs who are, like, keeping alive the Gola tradition. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to um, Philadelphia, where there were um, the cooks for, like, George Washington and other early leaders. Wow, they yeah. They would take their enslaved people to mm-hmm. um to france mm-hmm. and have them train in she- as chefs there wow. and then bring them back and they're very you know um highly valued but then it also i mean the the stories are heartbreaking obviously Gosh. and uh, but then it also shows how those um chefs sort of um not just created a name for for themselves but had a huge impact on the culture until today. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, the some of them were the very first caterers in wow, in yeah. like that as a as a profession. Mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so there are so many interesting stories, and then there's the the final episode is in Texas, and it's about um, Juneteenth mm-hmm, and and mm-hmm. when the um, enslaved people here were finally um, heard about the end of the war and and they were oh, freed. Wow. And um so he goes the the presenter goes with um some African American cowboys mm-hmm. who were some of the also the earliest cowboys mm-hmm. but we don't, you know, we don't hear that don't story. hear that story. And um and rodeo riders and stuff like that and yeah. and learns how like their cooking traditions mm-hmm. and it was just so well done. All the way around, it brings in history to mm-hmm. uh, contemporary issues, and 
how you're how you view history through those lenses and Mm -hmm. anyway well and even just the i mean bits small bits that i saw the I don't know, host guy just seemed so personable and just like he was able to make a connection with anyone. Yes. Because I saw like a few different segments and um or just like pieces and Yeah, he really makes it. Yeah. He, yeah. He's I was really impressed. He's very um you're not just interested by these people, but you can see he's like transformed drinking by it in. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, totally. Yeah, I, and it's it's something that you could watch in a weekend easily. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's somewhere between four and I think it's five and six episodes. Okay, maybe. okay. Um, but I I couldn't tell you because I watched them all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in, it, was in order, it was one long movie. It was one long as you were concerned. <laughs> yeah, but love it. And then um, I'll wrap up with a couple of podcasts. Cool. Uh, so we've talked before a while back about Radio Rental. Yes. And it's going to return soon. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Nick was just talking about that the other day. Yes. So yesterday, actually, I had um, – it popped up on my, you know, whatever. and I, But it was yeah. just an introduction. Oh, my gosh. And it was actually an introduction <laughs> to – a revamp of uh, Dark Air with Terry Carnation, which is a f- another former podcast with Rain Wilson playing oh, that character. that's funny. And so he's playing this fictional late-night talk show radio host mm-hmm. who takes calls about weird stuff. Mm-hmm. And so there's just like a 15-minute intro, but his that old podcast is being revamped. Okay. And then, he, but he also mentioned that he was on the radio rental podcast space uh-huh. because that's coming back soon too. Did they say when? They did not say ah. when. But I will be waiting for it every Me single day. Too. <laughs> yeah, Nick just said the other day, man, I wonder when radio rental is going to be back. Yes. So that's really good to know. I am very excited. Yeah. Um, if you haven't listened to us talk about it or you haven't listened to it yourself, go check it out. It is... Really fine. hard to explain. I was going to say fine storytelling. Yes. I will say that. Yes. Like, it is, you know, take it however you want, but mm-hmm. it's creepy. It's, but not, like, terrifying. I don't know. I don't know. Some it's, of them were, were more unsettling than others. Right. Yes, definitely. There's some paranormal stuff. There's some, uh, yeah. And it's just regular people telling the story yes. that they have. Yes, And I'll have to say that I, um, that the Rain Wilson character. Yeah is campy yeah and he's very I, cheesy i usually skipped past him when yeah. he would i mean no offense love rain wilson but yeah he but he plays this particular character that sort of introduces each of the mm-hmm. of the episodes mm-hmm. whatever you like yeah but yeah yeah so don't start listening to this and be like i cannot believe they recommended crystal this. and emily love this <laughs> <laughs> and then we get hate mail and all of this stuff. he's not that great but yes <laughs> but, but radio the other story. is great yes so super excited about that, and then so I listened to the intro, uh-huh. and <laughs> it was really funny. Oh like, my gosh! So he's he takes this call, you know, quote mm-hmm. unquote call from this guy who calls in and um, says that he has he's like I, ha- I have a female spirit I think that's living in my house, <laughs> and uh, so real Rain Wilson's t- trying to draw him out. It's like okay, so what makes you think that you have the like the spirit or whatever he says. Uh-huh. Well, the other day I was eating cereal and I poured a second bowl and I heard a sigh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, 
Rain Wilson's like, okay, so you think a spirit? And he's like, well, yeah. And then, then the another day, I was I was having a third beer, and I I hear really. <laughs> and so <A> female spirit. <laughs> so this female spirit is just subtly judging. Him yeah. Oh my gosh! Day. Isn't that the? Oh my gosh! What a terrible slash hilarious idea of ha- not only having a ghost, yes. but a judgmental ghost. Well, yeah, it only interacts with you if it's like if they're yeah. like they're mad like really at your you're choices. eating Cheetos really. <laughs> That is hilarious. And so it goes on for it builds and mm-hmm. gets, you know, wackier from there. But that <laughs> yeah. I I cracked it by myself. I, was... I lo- the ghost is like, Aren't you gonna get a job? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so so Ryan Wilson's character, Terry Carnation, is telling him, Well, you know, I mean, what if he like you know, exercise more or something, you know? Like maybe that's <laughs> no. how you get rid of it. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Out of the question. <laughs> it's like you get light beer. Maybe that's all she wants. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, anyway. The so sigh. Yeah. So I'm going to go back and re-listen to, or listen to, I hadn't listened to all of the dark airs. Mm-hmm, so I'm going to mm-hmm. go back and pick those up while I'm waiting for yeah, radio. Yeah, no, I might have to do that. And then the last podcast I'll mention is a newish one um, called, it's out by, um, or it's put out by IMDb. Oh, okay. And it's called Movies That Changed My Life. Mm-hmm. It's hosted by Ian DeBorha. Fun. And it's episodes with celebrities of various ilks. Oh, that, I um, love this. I already yeah. love it. And then they choose like two or three films that change their life. And then they talk cool. about them. And uh, they're short episodes, like half an hour. Really good. I listened to one with Joel Kinnaman uh-huh. from um, um, the... Is that the soup guy? Mm. Yeah, the show. The soup no, no. Community, no, that's, not the community. Is no, his that's, name Joel, though? It's Joel, yes. Okay. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> no, Joel Kinnaman is, um, oh my gosh, here we go again. We can't remember. Um, the show that I had you watch that has four seasons. It's with, Oh my gosh. Which show? Sorry, I mean, what? gosh, which You would show? think that I would do my... Pulling out IMDb's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little... <laughs> Joel Kinnaman. Okay. Yes. Oh, The you Killing! Know, the Killing. Oh, I never can remember gosh. the name of that. I love him. It's one of my favorite shows, but it's such a generic title. Oh my gosh, it I is. I never can it, I remember. I mean, there are so many versions of that. I was that. like, The... <laughs> the Missing. There. Yeah, no, yeah. so it could be anything. I love him. Okay, okay. cool. And then other celebrities like um, Sarah Chalk, uh-huh. Ed Helms, okay, cool. and, and, and like um, Zack Snyder, the director. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that was a good one. Neat. And I have only started listening to that, so um, there's at least a dozen or so. Oh, nice. There's a lot of them. Neat. Yeah. So that's pretty much all I have for this Fun. week. Fun. Yeah. Yay. Well, I've got some stuff I'm going to take notes. Yeah. And so we'll be back, hopefully, if we're still (laughs) still kicking. Yeah. (laughs) This time next week. And enjoy your weekend. Yeah. Wish us luck. Just kidding. (laughs) No, really do. (laughs) Bye. Bye.